BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Uh, welcome, welcome, my friends, to the Eric Zane Show podcast. I did not have the required equipment plugged in. In fact, I need to plug more in. Don't hang. Oh, this is rough. Terrible way to start the show. Welcome in, my friends, to the Baldwin Ace Hardware here, Fear Bunker Studio in the heart of beautiful white people country, Hudsonville, Michigan, this small little town of white folk. If there was a black guy walking down the street, uh oh, oh shit. Here, hang on. Hey, fucking. If there was a black guy walking down the street in this community, uh, holy shit, they would uh, call out the SWAT team. They would surround the poor guy, and he would just be like, what? And they're like, yes, uh, racial profiling is going on right now. And they would just like own it, you know? Really weird. The show originates in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. If, by chance, there happens to be a member of the Free Beer and Hot Wing Show audience checking this shit show out today, welcome. Uh, I, I didn't know of this because I kind of have embargoed them so that I don't uh, pay attention to that shit so that they don't live rent-free in my head, which has worked out quite well. But Josh writes, Free Beer is out today. And their Facebook page has a few posts about uh, people not listening. Uh Uh, You should go there and invite them to listen to your podcast. Oh, God, that would be a mistake. That would be a big mistake. Holy shit. Then he writes, not telling you how to do your job. Just wanting to see the drama. Yeah, no thanks. No oh, thanks. If that happens, great. I'll let I'll let them do the heavy lifting for me. But I honestly found out, or I honestly think that um, that that won't happen. <laughs> but thank you, thank you for looking out to me. Uh, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the week. I have a, uh, a full list of things to discuss with you today. 
uh, yesterday. Let me just start with this. So I took Bruce here to the vet follow-up to find out if uh, he has an ear infection. For the first several years of his life, well, all of his life, leading up to the last month and a half, um, Bruce hadn't taken a solid stool, nor had he gone very long without getting an ear infection. And we were finally getting to the point where we think we had figured out what was, uh, we're very close to figuring out that it is a food allergy. So we finally got him on a, uh, well, the doc recommended a particular, the vet recommended a particular type of food. And, um, well, I think we're getting there because, uh, you know, before if he went number two and me, uh, being the good neighbor cleaning up after the dog, it was terrible. Um, his asshole was like a chocolate pancake maker. And you ever try to clean up someone's grass from wet shit uh, dog chocolate pancake turds? It's a disaster. You're basically, you should walk around with a shovel to just dig up the grass. You know, soil and all. You're, you're like ripping the grass by the roots in order to clean up this catastrophe. When I take the dog for a walk, I should go with like a watering can. Just to clean up this new food uh, made by Hills. I think it's like ridiculously expensive. Uh, seems to be doing the trick. The dog is taking uh, it's it's uh, uh, less problematic on his digestive system. So that's great. But you got to determine whether or not it's uh, keeping him from getting this fucking ear infection. So he put him on. Dr. Josh put him on, and I have to uh, stress this, they're not a, it's a free ride, but uh, Animal Medical Center of Wyoming is the place, okay? In my, I have taken our dogs there for years, and the extra care that they give is just second to none. I love them so much. I take Bruce in for the follow-up appointment. Dr. Josh takes a look at Bruce's ears, and he goes, no infection. He goes, I think... We've got it. And then he says, so what else did you feed Bruce? I go, well, I would feed him that uh, uh, salmon dog food. For a while, he thought it was chicken-based food. and uh, But I would also, he goes, did you give him any treats? And I said, yeah, I gave him those Kirkland dog bones. He goes, well, that could also be the problem causing the infection. You might want to go back now and experiment and go back from the expensive food to the salmon-based one, the Purina. And, if he, and I go, well... And he's kind of like, but then again, you risk getting your dog an ear infection if, in fact, he is allergic to that. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, I'd rather just pay the fucking money for the, I don't know. I don't know if I'm interested in pinpointing it that much. He seems to be in a good spot, but whatever. So uh, that really has nothing to do with this. I'm walking out of the vet and I see a scene that I've lived before. There is a man uh, stand, who is standing between my truck and his car. Like he's backed into the spot and I am, uh, our, our, our uh, driver's side doors are meeting side by side. And he is standing between my truck and his car and he's weeping. He's crying hard. And I've seen people cry before 
in this parking lot. If someone's crying in the vet parking lot, they're not there crying because, well, they might be crying because of the vet bill, but more than likely something terrible has happened. And he's just staring at the building with, with tears rolling down his face. And I'm like, fuck man, this poor dude just put his dog to sleep. And, uh, and I, and I ascertained that he probably couldn't, uh, take being there in the room when the dog passes. Uh, so he's now waiting for this to, to finish, which by the way, for me on a personal level, I have been, I've done both. I've done when I was a kid, they put the dog to sleep and I wasn't there in the room. And I promised myself I would never do that again. Uh, I have been there. That's a full, oh, that's a bitch. That's a bad day to escort the dog off to the rainbow bridge. So this guy is this big burly dude is crying and I've got Bruce and, uh, I go, well, now I got to get into my truck. I'm going to, ha- I don't want to, and I'm going to have to, and, and I decide right there that I'm going to try my best to console him like legit. Uh, I don't know the guy and, uh, Bruce though has to take a dump. He takes a good healthy dump. I clean it up, throw it away. And I'm thinking maybe the guy's going to get in his car, but no, he's still standing there just staring at the building. I go over to the passenger side of my truck and I put Bruce in there. And, um, when I was doing that, um, the, the, when you hit the key fob, the, uh, horn chirps a little bit for some reason, old truck, for some reason, when you unlock it, it goes beep. And the dude hears that. So he realizes that I'm going to be getting, now I was planning on getting in the passenger side just to avoid this and then maybe say something there. But I didn't want to, you know, whatever. Maybe he's just not having it. I I mean, this is a fluid situation. Anything could happen here. You know? Um, so, again, crying his ass off. Um, I get, I'm about to get in the uh, passenger side. And he, I notice he moves. So like to get out of my way, I go, oh, well, I'll just go and get in. I walk around the vehicle and I go, sorry, man. He goes, no, don't worry about it. I go, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know something terrible is happening and I'm, I just wanted to express my condolences and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking about you. And he goes, what the hell are you talking about? I got allergies. <laughs> I go, oh. He goes, yeah, my dog's in there making a hell of a racket and I'm too embarrassed to go in because he's such an asshole. Go, oh, so your dog's not dead? He goes, no, he's in there. He's the one making all the noise. I go, well, I didn't notice. He goes, oh, yeah, he's, I'm too embarrassed. He actually, his dog is apparently such a cock that he's embarrassed by his dog's behavior he hands the dog off and he gets so anxious by the dog acting like a dick to all the texts that he leaves and just stands out there and waits. And he's not crying. He goes, oh, yeah, allergies. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, so you're not, your dog is not dead. No. I go, oh, sweet, man, shit. Fuck me. I thought that, I thought you had a dead animal there. 
Oh, shit. And so I'm telling this story just now, and I see everybody like, oh, fuck. They're getting all bummed out, but no, the dog is fine. Holy shit. Uh, the suggestion that I play the uh, uh, dog song, the puppy rap song from yesterday, I can't do that. That's copywritten material. I didn't know that. I just thought some guy made it for TikTok. That's actually a song where if I play it, I got muted yesterday on Facebook. So I want to avoid, uh, avoid that. All right. So that was just hysterical. I said, oh God, what an idiot. Well, you know, actually, no, uh, I, I had every intention of, uh, saying something to the guy. Because, you know, this is the old man-to-man thing. Helping this guy out after he's crying. Holy shit. Um, welcome. Now, um, more on a couple of things. The great Zaniac exodus of 2022 continues. Um, very, it's kind of like a, uh, it seems to be this, uh, this uh, pocket of people uh, continues to... Um, uh, toe the waters of, um, you know, dumping the show. These people are very unhappy with your old pal, Eric Zane. People that were very, very happy for a long period of time. Um, I, I still don't know exactly. The only person I've ever spoken to about the great Zaniac exodus uh, was Adam the Odd, who uh, told me exactly why he uh, is no longer in the fold and is out of the club. And the explanation was, I looked into his eyes and I ripped out his heart, his words, not mine, when I suggested that people stop writing song lyrics. He wasn't the only one. Kenny would do it too, and so would uh, Jason. Uh, ease up on all the song lyrics on the comments because it makes it difficult to follow the comments when... Uh, every word I say spurs a thought of song lyrics, apparently, and that's what would happen on the chat. So I voiced that. That turned out to be a big problem. And, uh, well, that was it. I mean, what a what a gruesome offense that is, uh, to be sure. And it caused great waves. Now, that's the only person I've actually spoken to. Uh, it was via email, but... Uh, all right, and I, of course, challenged that and said, well, you're full of shit. Uh, that is not a reason to hold me accountable for such a, a horrible uh, punishment. I don't, or make make it such a horrible punishment, but whatever, you do you. I can't uh, make you do anything. Uh, one of the several that have uh, said, you know what, fuck you, Eric Zane. Um, we're tired of your shenanigans. I bring this up. Because yesterday on the show, uh, playfully, I called up Jackie in New Jersey and asked her if she was still boy crazy. Now, apparently, that uh, implied that I said she was a whore. And I, I don't... You know, I was I was thrown off. I was like, wait a minute, huh? So I need to bring Jackie back in here and clarify this. Um, 
from beautiful New Jersey. Hello. Hi, Jackie. How are you? Good. How are you? Not bad. It's This is twice in uh, two days in a row. How about that? I know. That's crazy. Okay. So, true or false, I caught you off guard with my call yesterday. True. Very true. You're like, hey, what's Eric doing calling me? And then you pick it up. And then the first words my, my out of my mouth are, uh, what did I ask you? Did I ask you if you were a whore? No, you you said um, you said I slept with all the zaniacs. I don't think I said that. I think I said you were boy crazy. Yeah, I was boy crazy, but after I watched the podcast, you said that I slept with all the zaniacs. I moved to Michigan to sleep with them all. Then I moved to New Jersey to slept with all those men, too. Okay, now, so, <laughs> I all right, maybe I did. I said those words. Yes. Okay. Now, you know me. Does that sound like a joke or does it sound like I was serious? Um, I'm sure it was a joke, but it just caught me off guard because I haven't talked to you in probably a year and I didn't know where that came from. Okay. Um, so that was a problem. You were like, well, wait a minute. I don't know if I like that. Correct. Okay. All right, so then we kind of had a uh, a discussion later on in the day, and uh, I told you that I, you know, obviously that is not how I feel, and uh, but I wanted to take the time here to kind of uh, unpack this so that we were on the same page. I didn't want you upset or in any way feeling any consternation uh, about this because uh, certainly um, horror qualities is not in your playbook. Yes. Correct. Okay. Now, have you ever been a whore? No, I have not. Okay. Now, I know this. I know this. But in case anyone was wondering, I wanted to ask you specifically because this this caused trouble. And I, you, you and I had this talk. And I wanted to take the time to point out that I was kidding. And I don't mean anything by it. And if I upset you, I'm truly sorry. I wouldn't want you upset at me. I understand now. Okay. Well, um, all right. That's it. That's all I had for you. I just wanted to air that out because I didn't want people thinking that you're some kind of vicious slut going around just banging people. Yeah, because you can't forget that I do go to Zaniac events sometimes. So, right. you know, I and don't want to go to a party and yeah. all these guys are lining up, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I, in line. No, I get it. I mean, if you were to walk in and all of a sudden all these guys saying, hey, the whore is here. Let's go have sex with her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. I'm an I'm an OG Zaniac. You know that. Yeah, who are the OG Zaniacs? Can you name some of them? Me, Andrea, Lindsay, Sarah, uh, Kevin's pretty much OG. Kevin, um, who's Kevin? Matt, Bur- Matthew, Matt B. Um, I guess his better half. Um, Zaniac Tim, kind of, but he kind of fell off and. Uh, there's a lot of us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That is, that, that, that is all excellent. Well, um, you know, I appreciate you and I thank you for being part of it. And I, if anything happened along the way, I'm so sorry, but you know, there, there's, I'm featuring a segment coming up called the airing of the grievances. Have you heard about this? No. Well, what is going on is there has been a ton of consternation and anguish by some of the second generation uh, OG members of the show who are furious with me 
And so the idea would be that they join me and air their grievances. Oh, are you sure you want to do that? Well, I mean, I don't know what else to do. I mean, because it seems <laughs> it seems like they that they want to have a voice. And I mean, I'm all about if they want to talk, they should be allowed to, right? I mean, if if they're upset at me, um, do you think it would be better for them to just sit there and fester in it, or if they actually had a moment to say whatever they wanted to say? I think you should let them say what they want to say, but you can't comment on it. You just gotta let them talk, and you can't say you can't defend yourself as of yet. Wait you a gotta minute. let them. You know, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute. Get upset. Well, defend. Wait a second. If there's if there's <laughs> If there's context that needs to be put out in front of it, I mean, you would want to hear both sides of it, yes? Well, yes, you can. But what I mean by that is um, you might just not know the intensity of why they're upset at you. Uh Uh-huh. So if you get defensive before they explain, then it's just going to turn into an argument. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. You see, I'm a lot better emotionally than all of those people. Okay. I'm stronger than all of them. <laughs> Come on, okay. that's a joke. That's a joke, for God's sake. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I appreciate you, okay? Yes. So I want to say... Nothing but love yes, for everybody. For the record, no whore tendencies going forward. Yes. Ever, ever, ever were you whorish. I appreciate that. Okay. I told you I was going to call you and make up for it. So I, I hope that that works. Yes, it works. Okay. Have a good one. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. Now, this isn't quite done yet. During the day yesterday, our beloved Jackie. She went over to she went over to Zaniacs United, which uh, is a fan site. Um, people get together and talk about the show and and all that stuff. Basically, that's it. Facebook page, and um, she wrote on there such a nice surprise. Eric calling me to be on the show today. I am not as boy crazy as he says. I roll emoji. And I slept with one Zaniac who was my boyfriend. Uh, Kevin in Muskegon writes, LOL. Uh, There's a comment by Matt B., One of the OGs. He called me out of the blue one day, too, because of a Facebook post. I told people from now on to call me Matthew, not Matt. Busted my balls for that one. Jackie says, well, that's not nearly as bad. Uh, This is on the heels of me saying that Jackie came to Michigan to sleep with the Zaniacs and then went back to New Jersey to sleep with more Zaniacs, which we just explained when I was speaking with her. Uh, was a joke. But whatever. If she feels upset, she feels upset. I'm not going to tell people how to feel. Our beloved Andrea wrote, I was totally shocked when he painted you out to be like that. Well, shocked? 
Me? You're shocked at me? Good thing some of us know the truth. Jackie followed up with, yeah, what did I even do to deserve that? And the answer to that is nothing. You did nothing. Andrea followed up with, you did nothing. And honestly, I don't understand why out of the blue he'd run you down like that. I don't understand a lot about him lately. Let me repeat that. I don't understand a lot about him lately. So what we have there is we have a full-on candidate with those words from Andrea for the Eric Zane Show podcast airing of the grievances. It, it brings to mind an army of people who are viciously upset and hurt with your old pal Eric Zane. And that needs to come out. Jesse writes, the way he is reading these comments sounds like he would go on apology tours. Uh, Melissa says, so reach out to Andrea. I don't, I don't have anything I've done to Andrea. I have not called Andrea a whore. I called Jackie a whore. I have, I don't know what she is referring to. And I, I don't feel the need to track that down. Melissa, if someone wants to come to me, they can come to me and say what they want. Um, if people feel like it's just become too painful of an experience for them to sit through the Eric Zane show podcast, I honestly don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say. I don't have anything for you. I don't know what's going on. No one's told me anything. Shelly says too much drama, Eric. I go, well, I don't know what the, well, I'm like, I don't know what the drama is. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I am following through on the Eric Zane Show podcast airing of the grievances so that these hurt wayward souls uh, can have a, a, a place, a safe place to talk. And I want them to have a safe place. A safe spot. And I have, um, I have settled on my um, moderator for the event. All right. I have settled on my moderator for the event. I'm going to bring that person in in just a moment. Maureen says, if I recall correctly, Eric called me a whore when I said my three children all have different baby daddies. And I knew he was joking and I was new to the show. Did that happen? And is that true? Wait a minute. The three children have different baby daddies. That doesn't mean you have three baby daddies, right? Hmm. All right. Uh, let us bring in our um, Eric Zane Show podcast. Well, at least my nominee to be the moderator of the first ever Eric Zane Show podcast, airing of the grievances. Now, I did give this person a heads up. 
But he, this person may sleep in. Oh, come on. Don't do this to me. Hello? John Gismongo, how are you? Johnny? I'm sorry, what was that, Eric? What, what, what the hell just happened? I don't know. Are you, uh, are you working or something? I don't want to interrupt. I don't know. Why? Uh, I am wondering if you would be interested in being the moderator for the first ever Eric Zancho podcast, Airing of the Grievances. Sure. Are you aware of what's happening? Yes. Okay, good. So, yeah, um, you, these people would speak, and you would, uh, you know, kind of like keep that conversation flowing, maybe uh, make sure that uh, not more than one person is talking at a time, people airing their grievances to me, getting it off of their chest. Perhaps they'll feel better, perhaps not. I don't know. Uh, I haven't completely laid out the ground rules for the event. And I haven't yet even heard if anyone is even interested in doing this, but I would need a moderator. Sure, I'll do it. John, some of the uh, some of the folks who have no grievance with me have been taking exception with you for some reason, and I've tried to talk them down and suggest that there's no reason you that you and I have no ill will, but that is going between us right now. Yeah, well, I guess. Uh, it's because we have two shows and that also, um, that they you know, I've become friends with a lot of the people right. that are, are the, the, um, right. The, the people that are expressing themselves and feel hurt, they have been gravitating towards your bigot bunker. Right. Okay. And why not? I mean, what, what's not the love? I know. I mean, seriously. I mean, they, they probably liked the show beforehand, but now some of them are even trying, those members are trying to start like some type of war between us, and that's just not happening. No. No. That's just silly. I mean, you you are my writing partner for the roast with Who Are These Podcasts. Yeah, I can't wait to do that. I, I like writing roast jokes. I, I listened to you yesterday. Listen, I, if they're bad, don't use them. But here's the problem. If they're really, really good but hurtful, you still have to use them. Oh, I would. I would I would absolutely use them. And in fact, I would say at the event that I that I had help. I will I will no, announce that. Don't tell anybody. Don't say anything. <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody. What if you hey, if you say so. If you tell me not to say anything, I won't say anything. Don't say anything. This will be fun. It's just we just Write some jokes out. I know, you know, Carl, I've listened to Carl for years and years and years and Vinny and, and all those other guys. I'm, I'm already working on stuff. It'll be great. It'll be fun to watch you go do it. Uh, I have gotten no feedback yet from any of the, uh, sorry, I'm jumping around, any of the uh, hurt parties for the Eric Zancho podcast airing of the grievances. I don't think that they want to speak to me in any way. I think they think that I'm going to take this not seriously but I am, and I don't know what I have to do to get these people because they're, they're, they're like holding all this anger and aggression in, and I didn't get into this business to have people uh, hate. Well, I mean, I guess I don't care as long as they listen, but, uh, you know, I mean, I don't want anybody to, to have bad feelings. I would never have dreamed of that. I, I stand by everything I have 
um, that, um, you know, when, when it comes to the things that have happened, I feel like I have um, a grievance back to them. Whatever they have problems with me, I have problems uh, that I am, that have concerned me too about them. But yet I, I hear nothing. It doesn't seem like anybody is even interested in doing this, John, which I think is kind of uh, bullshit. Well, if I may, um, they feel they feel hurt. They feel betrayed. Oh, I know. I know they're hurt. They that, you know, they were friends, really friends. And that and then also that the airing of the grievances is just more content for you. And if you really wanted to do this, it should be done privately. Oh, and, no, na- and, no way. No uh, way. Uh, on the show as content. No. Now, as a podcaster, as a podcaster, I know that this is gold. I mean, to go do something like this is gold, even though it could be hurtful, even though it could be, um, you know, it, that it might not work at all, that to not air that to other fans because this is a kind of a show thing. I know that that is really good content and really compelling content. So I don't know if it's going to work yet either. Well, I I would say probably not. I don't think anybody's going to come to this airing of the grievances, but if they do, I'll be there to help. So it's interesting to me though, that the grievances can be aired um, like on their side on the Zaniacs United page, but I can't. Well, I, so again, I, I mean, is that not a public forum? I think that's a that's a two thousand people that are subscribed to that. Yeah, uh, I think that that's you know that they feel that it should be done privately and not. Uh, okay, so publicly, publicly on their end, that's okay. But I can't. Okay. All right. Well, um, you know, that's totally up to them. I suggested they all put on their big boy and their big girl pants and bring it to the party uh, and say what they want. But if they don't want to, I, you know, that's their choice. If they want to, uh, you know, I, I am offering them a, uh, a, a safe space for them. And I know they need that suddenly but uh and going forward i'll just have to keep hoping that they um that they would like to say what they want to my face instead of through silly memes and snarky comments on the bigot bunker well i'll just say this because i've i've said things i've talked to them and i said you know there was a uh, about a year ago i had this big giant blowout with a couple co-hosts that i had uh where i hated them Hated them, never would talk to them again. And in a month or two, uh, I started talking to them, and I podcast with one. One is uh, the Bigot Bunker, uh-huh. actually the Bunker, uh-huh. and the other one, Rubberneckers. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there is time, but so maybe, maybe it has to have some time. Yes. To- so, it, are you you're saying don't uh, keep the door open? Is what you're suggesting? Yeah, I, I absolutely. I think that's a great idea. And then um, these these horrible horrible wounds can scab over, and then perhaps we can tiptoe in to handling these sensitive souls. 
Right. And if I could give you one piece of advice from one podcaster to another. Please, please. So when you have when you're talking about your audience and your fans, you have to remember that you have this big giant platform where you can talk to you, thousands of people that you talk to. And they don't have anything. So when you say something about them or to them uh, that could be hurtful, that they have no way to get back to get back or even address what happened. They just have to sit there and take uh-huh. it. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. And so, well, uh, and like I said, I know that because I do the same thing. Well, then again, but, though, I've said so many times that um, you know, um, if there's ever anything that's very personal you'll know it 99 percent of the time anything that's coming out of my mouth is 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 meant to be silly and stupid and you right. know I, I and again i i when it comes to all of the great zaniac exodus of 2022 no one's reached out to me and right. I, I i don't well, i don't i don't mind that they i don't mind excuse me i i don't mind that they uh just leave uh, because I've said that myself, but if they have a problem, I would love to know what the problem is. Yeah. Well, they also say that a, a lot of your apologies are hollow. Like, in other words, you'll say you're sorry, but you're not sorry. Right. For like for, with a theme, for example, I'm not sorry about any of that. Right. Right. See, so that's another sticky point. And, and again, I like, I like Dean, but I understand. No, I don't. I don't I, like him at all. I know. I know you don't, but I like, listen, I understand what happened. We've talked about that before as, as a podcaster, as an entertainer, there's that life. And then there's your personal life. Sometimes they, they, if they, you can't really mix them together. No, no. A a person with common sense would know that. Well, I feel Dean has common sense. I I like the man. I do. I think he's a good guy. That is good. That is good. He needs that. He needs those people. So, but, uh, yes, well, listen, I have no problem doing any kind of moderation. Yep. I think hell will freeze over first. I don't know things. uh, Listen, I've been wrong before. Hey, that's okay. I'm just glad that I've got the pieces in place. What is going on on today's show? Are you uh, attacking Chinese people? Maybe taking a run at the gays? What's, what's up? No, we just usually like to just, uh, uh, have fun with the Democrats. Now, uh, well, today is Tuesday, so we don't do it until tomorrow night. Wait a minute. Uh, did, did you do a show yesterday? No, we did not. Uh, we had, I had to take the day off. Bob had something to do. We couldn't do it. Okay. All right. Oh, yes. so, so we do it Monday. We do uh, the Boomer Bunker is Monday morning, 10 o'clock after your show. Wednesday night, 9 o'clock after, uh, after you go to bed. Okay. And then we cover that Thursday night, 9 p.m. live. You can just find us. Just you can find us. Where do these people find the time to do this? They all have regular jobs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That um, that I mean, that's a lot. That is a lot to ask. Right. But you're uh, but but you're retired, so. Yeah. That. Well, I, I also yeah, I retired, but it's like I said, and this is the other thing I said that I do this for fun. I don't do this as a as a career. You do this as a career, and that's two totally different uh, top or two different, totally different ways of doing podcasting. Right, words, right. Yeah, I yeah. Get away with things that you can't get away with in oh, this okay. kind of cancel culture uh, 
area. We you can't do some of the things that I can, and and it's tongue in cheek. Most of the stuff I do is tongue in cheek, and a little bit for shock value. Fair enough. I like it. Well, all right, buddy. Um, I'm about. Did you see those James Webb pictures? Is there a conspiracy behind that that's going through your brain? What what's up? I haven't. I haven't checked it out. To be honest with you, I was playing. Uh, VR poker last night until about two o'clock in the morning, and you woke me up. Did you? I don't oh shit! Did you end up winning? <laughs> I'm sorry. What's that? Did you win any money? Uh, well, it's only play money, but I still love playing poker there. And right now, I'm at 2.8 million in chips. I started with 300,000. Wait a minute. Did you just say it's you don't use real money? No. Uh. Uh-uh. No, not real money. That sounds horrible. Uh, well, I'm a big fan of poker, and I love to play. And with VR, it's like playing live because you can talk to the people, you can see them, you can, you can watch them move, you can pick up tells. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, Tyler writes, speaking of airing of the grievances, where are we at with the Kenny and John war? If I'm understanding correctly, there was kind of some common ground made between you two. Well, again, the thing with Kenny is that uh, we had an argue, we had a, a disagreement. Oh, it was horrible. It was the biggest fucking... And, yeah, and again, you know, he doesn't have a platform. Well, you gave him a platform to talk about it, and we had it out, and uh, I, I don't care about, you know, like I said, I don't have a problem with Kenny anymore. Right, no. Probably has a, more of a problem with me, but that's okay. I don't. That's his. I don't think problem. so. I think he feels much better. Uh, I spoke with him, and I yeah. think he uh, he felt good at how that went. Yeah. Um, Weird. I, one thing about the airing of the grievances: most of the people that were uh, at the teat of Eric Zane, they're off, so the other people can move up the teat to get to the top teat. And wait, Kenny's one of the, Wait a minute. I'm, con, I'm confused. Say that all again. Okay, so, like, the people that have left the show... Yeah. That Kenny, uh, an opportunity to move up the Eric Zaniac ladder to be more of a part of the show. So I think Kenny's really excited about this mess. Oh, okay, this yeah, he's happy. And then, you know, basically, are you suggesting that if I said... Kenny, I want you to suck my dick. He would do that right now. Oh, jiggle the balls. Yeah, lather it up. I believe oh, you're I- right. I believe you're... I, I like what you're thinking, and I think that, that you're absolutely correct. Uh, no Kenny. No, it's true. It's true. Kenny would suck a mean dick. There's no question. Yep. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay, John, uh, have a good... Sorry I woke you up. No problem, Eric. Anytime. For fuck's sake. Okay. See ya. Have a good one. Bye. There you go. John uh, Gismongo. Um, I have ex- I have uh, reluctantly extended the opportunity uh, to have these hurt people express themselves to me in full moderation. Everyone from the past who has ever been hurt is allowed to finally step forward and have their uh, voice be heard. Speak now or forever hold your peace.
Good stuff right there. All right. Now that we have that settled, thank you to the audience on Facebook and on uh, Twitter and YouTube. I appreciate you checking out this show. The rest of it is available on Twitch. And of course, you can download the audio podcast. Wherever you download podcasts, just search Eric Zane Show. You shall find it, or it is as uh, it is at EricZaneShow.com. So um, go to twitch.tv slash Live and hit the follow button. You'll have to come up with a username for you, whatever the hell it's going to be. And then if you uh, want zero commercial interruptions during the show, all you have to do is uh, click subscribe and sign up with your Amazon Prime. Everybody gets a free one of those, one a month. You have to re-up every month. Uh, If you don't have Amazon Prime, it's five bucks a pop. Otherwise, it's free, no big deal. Just wait for the ad to play at the beginning, and then actually that's unavoidable. But if you you want to do it the free way, and that's totally fine, I just appreciate the time, there'll be an ad that pops in or two. So thank you to those folks that are watching the show, uh, and I'm going to send you on your way. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by my friends at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Great folks over there. Thank you. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT, YouTube, Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. And I appreciate everybody being here, enjoying the show. All right. Concerning the fight between Kenny and John, Kenny uh, says, I was going to suggest you go towards the end of the last Twitch stream prior to Eric's vacation week, but that was prior to John's dumbass comments. Uh, Corey in Maine says, Eric, I'm going to send you an invite to Nick's Discord server for the lulls. (laughs) All right. So there you go. Soft weekly in attendance. Uh, Corey writes, my relationship with John is currently in one of his seasons of hate. All right. So uh, Melissa, Shelly, Kate in New Jersey. These are three sweet souls who are on the fence. These These are people who are about to like say, all right. Uh, we've had it with you. They are, they're this close. I am, I am, if you step one toe over that line, Eric Zane, we're going to smack the shit out of you. They are, they're right there. They have had it. Now, I don't know what about, but, hey, I all I can do is just sit here and do my show. I'm glad you are here. I hope you stick around for God's sake. All right. The James Webb Space Telescope. I have been waiting for this uh, forever. And I'm just so happy it's here. This uh, thing costs like billions of dollars to make the James Webb space telescope and yesterday they unveiled the first image that the james webb space telescope has taken 
So before I get into this, um, the Hubble Space Telescope, it's uh, famous for a uh, photograph called the Deep Field. And in the deep field image, it's all sorts of pictures that are layered together to make one. It has all sorts of uh, uh, incredible uh, views of different galaxies. In fact, let me show you that. All right. Hubble deep field. Okay. Right here. This image from the Hubble is uh, these. Every single dot you see is a galaxy. Those aren't stars. Those are galaxies. Some you can see look spiral in shape, similar to our Milky Way. You can see this is a spiral galaxy here. This is a spiral galaxy here. Milky Way is a spiral galaxy. Obviously, you can't see the Milky Way because we're in it. When you're in a dark uh, uh sky zone and you see that band of uh clouds and and stars uh, that's that's a, an arm of the milky way galaxy that's the only because th- since we're in it you can't see the whole thing obviously ours has never been photographed the hubble took this picture and this uh, uh area of sky is like uh as big as a postage stamp if you're holding a postage stamp at arm's length and held it up to the sky. That's the amount of sky space that was photographed in the Hubble Deep Field. And so uh, you have all of these uh, uh, many, many galaxies, each with uh, billions of stars in them. So spectacular. So we're very, very excited about um, the James Webb Space Telescope, which has far greater capabilities to see so much beyond that. So yesterday was the day that they did the first, the first picture, and uh, uh, fucking Joe Biden and the folks from NASA are and and Kamala Harris, as you see, are going to show you the first image. Now the sound might be a little low on here, but introduce a leader. Who has always believed in the power but it is of there. innovation and international cooperation to achieve the remarkable, our president, the president of the United States, Joe Biden. Well, uh, it's great to be with you all. And uh, I was going to say good afternoon, but we're starting this meeting late because I was engaged in preparing for a trip to the Middle East. We don't need to know that. But today is a historic day. And thank you, Vice President Harris, uh, Chair of the National Space Council. And thank you, my dear friend and our outstanding NASA administrator and the guy, only guy here that's been in space, Bill Nelson. Bill, you're a good friend. Thank you very much for what you're doing. And, uh, um, and By the way, there was a recent poll that just came out that said um, of Democrats polled, 64% of Democrats polled said they want another candidate in the 2024 election that they don't they don't, they don't even want this guy and then but it also said that if there were a hypothetical election between Trump and Biden Biden would still win not by a wide mar- wide margin like 44% to 40% but still Dr. Nelson you've doing a great job leading this office of science and technology and policy 
really is a matter. It really is amazing. Six. It really. See, I love it when he when he kind of smishes his words. Six and a half months ago, a rocket launched from Earth, carrying the world's newest, most powerful deep space telescope. On a journey. See, now he's reading. You can see him right here. But what's he reading? I can't see it. How do they? And what's with the school setting? I think this has to do with the pandemic, which, by the way, is coming back. What is that? Uh, it's a new uh, variant that's just kicking everybody's ass. BA5, I think, is what's known as. One million miles into the cosmos. First of all, that blows my mind. A million miles into the cosmos. Along the way unfolding itself deploying a mirror 21 feet wide a sun shield the size of a tennis court and 250,000 tiny shutters each one smaller than a grain of sand put together it's a new window into the history of our but each shutter is smaller than a grain of sand universe and today we're going to get a glimpse of the first light whenever he's explaining it i keep getting the impression that he's making all this shit up you know shine through that window light from other worlds orbiting stars far beyond our own it's astounding to me when i read this and I saw the first i mean it really is it's it's anyway i don't want to i'll see what they think when we see this but light where stars were born and from where they die light from the oldest galaxies the oldest documented light in the history of the universe from over 13 billion let me say that again 13 billion years ago. It's hard to even fathom. Tomorrow, when this image is shared with the world, it'll be a historic moment for science and technology, for astronomy and space exploration, for America and all of humanity. You know, as an international collaboration, this telescope embodies how America leads the world, not by the example of our power, but the power of our example. A partnership with others. It symbolizes the relentless spirit of American ingenuity. And it shows what we can achieve. What more All right, I'm going to bump ahead a bit. That, that's who we are. That's who we are as a nation, a nation of possibilities. And now let's take a look at the very first image from this miraculous telescope. Well, that's a big production. Okay, this image is not any more impressive than this one right here in my opinion uh, seriously you gotta go with the gold you can't go with the one that's kind of exactly like the one that we've that we took from another telescope uh 20 years earlier what the fuck If I'm the president I say yeah hey hold on time out I've seen this fucking show before uh, are you telling me this is the best thing you can give me now at this point? This is our this is our leadoff hitter. This is our Shoei Otani. As Administrator Nelson, I'm going to turn this over to you. So will you please tell us about what we're seeing? Okay, so the only guy on the planet who's older than Joe Biden is going to speak. President, if you held a grain of sand on the tip of your finger at arm's length... That is the part of the universe that you're seeing. Just one little speck of the universe. Biden has no idea what he's talking about. He's going to try it. And what you're seeing there are galaxies, 
Okay, now I love celestial excitement, but I am underwhelmed with this photograph considering the fact that we had this fucking decades prior. Are you serious? You're seeing galaxies that are shining around other galaxies whose light has been bent. And you're seeing just oh, this guy. a small little portion of the universe. All of which I saw in person when it happened. You know, 100 years ago, Mr. President, Madam Vice President, 100 years ago, we thought there was only one galaxy. And, and, we, and we also hated black people more than we do now. The number is unlimited. And in our galaxy, we have billions of stars or suns. And there are billions of galaxies with billions of stars and suns. And we're getting our first glimpse. As you said, Mr. President, we're looking back more than 13 billion years. We've already done this, though. Light travels at 186,000 miles per second. And that light that you are seeing on one of those little specks has been traveling for over 13 billion years. Yeah, we know. And by the way, we're going back further because this is just the first image. They're going back about 13 and a half billion years. All right. I don't want to be the one who's underwhelmed, but I, I am 1 million percent underwhelmed. Jesus. All of that, and we get a picture that we've already had before. Uh, bring in my buddy Aram in Nashville, who I know has been following this. Hey, hey, did that picture suck or what? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't very, very impressive. Why? The I did some reading. Yeah, last night I sent you that email. Did I, you read it? I did. I did read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The okay. the whole argument is. Yeah, we're going to be able to see the beginning of the universe, and that's not exactly true. Um, right. it, it's a little nuanced, but uh, and involved. But I, this is all bullshit, in my opinion, because I mean, fuck, we've we've seen this show before, and they're acting like this is brand new. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know what. Um... <laughs> I have yeah, a, I, I have uh, like two or three coffee table books in the other room of images of the Hubble Space Telescope, and they're ridiculously stunning. Uh, <clears throat> and and I I don't I don't know how if I'm they should have the Hubble somebody from NASA should take the Hubble Space Telescope and and guide it into the James Webb Telescope <laughs> as as retribution. <laughs> And and make and, and fucking smash that fucking thing because this is such bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have uh, have anything to add to that. Yeah, it's uh, it, there. Uh, it better get fixed and pronto. I I can't believe their their first image is one that everyone's already seen before. A bunch of assholes. <laughs> hey are you high right now are you is that no, why you're laughing no. is that 
All right. Uh, well, have a good one, uh, Aram. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the stupid fucking thing. It's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the you take a picture of face, and I, it's, it's like, it's like I, I just don't know the uh, the unlimited the limitations of space are are they're it's a, they're, it's infinite. So yeah, I just don't know what what we we're even doing taking a picture of a grain of sand to width of the universe. We need At to have, point. yeah, we need to have Elon Musk go up there and and right. actually steal the telescope, <laughs> fly up there in one of his spacecraft and like put a put a little uh, tow line on it and and then bring it back to Earth and steal it, <laughs> and and so we don't have to sit through this bullshit anymore. Just blow it up, something. Right, and I don't know who wrote that script for Biden, but it's just filled with uh, think the what seems to be inaccuracies. So yeah, he, he probably thought he was going to see someone landing on the moon. If you watch that uh, fucking thing, everybody started clapping and he's just staring at it, wondering when is it? And then he finally starts clapping. It was terrible. The whole thing yeah. is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I assume that people are, are underwhelmed as well, especially with gas prices and everything else. That's uh, a lot more important down here. Yeah. It sucked. All right. Hey, very All good. Right. I'll talk to you, okay? All right, see ya. See ya. I'm pissed. Garbage. Absolute garbage. All right. Thanks again uh, for uh, to folks for signing up on Patreon. I just uh, James P. just signed up. I appreciate that. Uh, th- I have been in this um, bit of an odd state of flux with uh, folks leaving the Patreon, so I'm hoping that I can get new people in there to replace the ones that have left. That is part of the great Zaniac exodus of 2022. So, trying to build from the ground up again. Uh, If you could, throw five or ten bucks as as a donation to me, patreon.com slash Eric Zane, and I will give you 15 plus hours of content each and every week. Uh, Today at 10.30, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia will be uh, on the docket for you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. The open and live stream of this show is brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance. Frank the Tank Fuss, 616-914-4070. Going without health insurance is ridiculous. If you're in between jobs and the employer says, yeah, you can take advantage of this COBRA plan. No one does that. That's an absolute scam. Don't even consider it. Just say, no, you keep the paperwork. If you're self-employed and you're thinking, oh, I can't get health insurance. No, you can. Uh, You just haven't uh, looked hard enough. Frank uh, will guide you through every step of healthcare.gov to make sure that you have affordable top-notch health care he's done this for me he'll do it for you 616-914-4070 reach out to frank mention my name and you're off and running he also is the medicare advantage plan expert if you or someone you know or love is getting set to turn 65 please consider frank 616-914-4070 we've got comedy at full house comedy uh, venues all over West Michigan, fullhousecomedy.com. 
A&E Heating and Cooling, Joe Martinez. If you are ever in need of any type of scheduled maintenance or emergency repairs, 616-516-8579, A&E Heating and Cooling. If you ever forget, just reach out to me, and I'll tell you exactly where you need to go. I'll introduce you to these people. 616-516-8579 for Joe Martinez installing the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. And uh, finally, for this uh, segment of ads, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage wants you to know that, um, honestly, uh, paying rent to some slumlord is an absolute terrible thing. Uh, he's sorry that you have to go through that, but it's time to get you into your own residence. Okay? Reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505 today. Whether your credit is spectacular or not so great, he can help you. Whether you need money out of your home, uh, home values have skyrocketed in recent years, and uh, you need a little extra cash to do whatever. I don't know, fix a basement. You can get that money out of your home and pay a very low interest on that uh, money that you get out of your home and a refi at... Uh, Reach out to Mario for information, 231-332-6505. I did not mention this yesterday. We're moving on. And that is rest in peace to one of my favorite uh, character actors, Tony Sirico. Uh, my God. Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos. In my opinion, he stole the show. Uh, he's uh, Paulie Walnuts on the Sopranos guy. He had the gray wings on the side of his uh, head. Would always uh, wear the jumpsuits. And just a wonderful character. Uh, dead at 79. He had been in an old folks home. Died in an assisted living facility in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Just the other day. Three weeks before his 80th birthday, no cause was given. But he had been diagnosed with dementia. Oh, boy. Years before his death. This guy, I didn't realize this, but he uh, he actually was growing up as a felon. Born in New York, 1942. Grew up in uh, Brooklyn in the East Flatbush and Bensonhurst neighborhoods. You ever see that film? Lords of Flatbush, Sly Stallone, 1974. Uh, Tony Sirico's brother, Robert Sirico, is a Catholic priest and co-founder of the Free Market Acton Institute. Now, Paul, or I'm sorry, Tony Sirico... He'd been arrested like 28 times, uh, felony convictions, spent uh, fucking 20 months Sing Sing prison. So he's a fucking convicted felon. His brother is a priest. Sirico was convicted of several crimes, arrested 28 times, disorderly conduct, assault, robbery before taking up acting. Um, at, uh, on February 27th, 1970, arrested at a restaurant found with a 32, uh, caliber revolver on his person, 1971 indicted for extortion, felony weapons possession. It sounds like all mob shit. I think he actually was in the mob. 
Sentenced to four years in prison, 20 months. Uh, got that. And Sing Sing, according to a court transcript at the time of his sentencing, Sirico was the owner of a discotheque in Manhattan and also had pending charges for criminal possession of a dangerous drug. He stated that he was visited by an acting troupe composed of ex-convicts during his imprisonment, which inspired him to give acting a try. I have a uh, story about an interaction with a friend of mine and the guy who played Paulie Walnuts, Tony Sirico, who just died the other day. Hold on a second here. Daniel writes, I looked for the chili recipe on the show notes. I didn't see it. I would love to have it. Fuck me, period. I forgot to post it, period. I will do it today, period. I will also send it to you. Sorry, Daniel. My pal Andy Phelps. This is Andy the Cripple. Talked about him many times. Got into a horrible accident uh, when he was a teenager. And him and his friends tried getting big air at some road in Everett, Michigan. Vehicle was badly damaged, rolled, someone died, and he was paralyzed at like age 17 or 18. A month and a half prior, I encountered him and shot a video of him as a random person for a video I was making for a radio station in Detroit in 1998, summer of 1998. It's the last video of him being able to walk. We went on with our lives. He getting paralyzed. Me raising a family. I moved back to Grand Rapids, Michigan in 2004. guy starts calling the show named Andy. After about uh, six months of chatting with him, we find out that he's in a wheelchair. I told the story on the air that I'm telling now. Andy, the guy in the wheelchair, hears it, and he realizes that, holy shit, I know who Eric Zane is. It was that interaction in 1998 in the summer in uh, Everett, Michigan. I shot the video of Andy. It's like, oh my God, that's you? I I got a hold of that video. I still have the video. I went over to his house. He's sitting there in his fucking chair. He's a quadriplegic now. And uh, I'm like, yeah, here you. let's watch the video of you last time you were on your feet. It was incredible. It was a uh, quite a moment, and we've been close ever since. I haven't talked with Andy in a year. I bring him up. Because he has an interesting story about the dearly departed Tony Sirico, Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos. Bring him in here. Sometimes it's hard for him to get to the phone. I bet you he was expecting me to call, though, because I love this story. Come on, Andy. I got to start giving people a heads up that I'm calling. I didn't give Jackie in New Jersey a heads up yesterday. They're going to bite me in the ass. This voicemail is disabled. Oh, so is the owner of the phone. Oh. Hey, Andy. Oh, I guess 
this of all the words to use this voicemail is disabled all right well never mind i'll tell it um this organization called the acton institute is what i mentioned earlier as the uh the the priest brother of tony sirico paulie walnuts from the sopranos the priest brother father sirico uh is in kalamazoo and andy andy the cripple ends up doing some work for father sirico andy's a filmmaker and an author by the way he has a uh, a book out called it never ends let me see if i can find that it never ends i think you can still get it Aha. Uh-huh. I believe you can. That's the book. It Never Ends by Andy Phelps. All was well in 1998. 16-year-old Michigan native Andy Phelps was loving life. He captained his hockey team, rode a Harley Davidson, juggled knives, and had an extraordinary gift for woodworking. But everything changed in an instant when Andy almost lost his life in a car wreck that left him paralyzed. 15 years later, Andy has recorded his unique adventure he has encountered while living with paralysis. From the awkwardness of adolescence to getting as good as made by a television gangster. <laughs> Andy's witty and irreverent personality shines through in his funny, sad, and almost honest memoir. Uh, and most of all, his honest memoir. I'll tell you this. Wait till you hear, if you get this book, it never ends. You can get it on Kindle for just $9.99. When the nurse gives him a hand job. That's in the book. Spoiler alert. Andy, Andy is hanging out with, uh, by the way, uh, late, uh, Linda says Andy's book is excellent. Oh, I'm glad you uh, read it. Ram read it too. Um, Andy is hanging out with uh, Tony Sirico's brother, father Sirico and uh, come to find out that while he's with him in Kalamazoo they've set up a meeting in which Tony Sirico the actor is going to go see his brother and say hi to Andy and so one of the things Andy told me was Tony Sirico the actor is not playing a character on the Sopranos. He's just Tony Sirico. You know, like if you were to ever see James Gandolfini before he died and he's in an interview, he's not Tony Soprano. He's James Gandolfini. And you, I mean, most actors are that way. Very few. Uh, I can think of probably only a handful that actually uh, seem in real life like they are when they act. Like Danny McBride. You know, if you were to talk to Danny McBride in real life, you're thinking you're watching one of his characters. And the character he always plays is Danny McBride. Tony Sirico is like that. He opens up the door and he comes walking into Andy and he just walks right up to him. And his words are, what the hell happened to you? And Andy just is like, well, what do you mean? What the fuck happened to me? And uh, yeah, he said that everything about that guy was just like the character. And he said it was just, it was really fantastic to be talking to that guy. I loved 
Polly Walnuts, Tony Sirico. Holy shit, he will be missed. I've gone so far as to since he died, uh, laying in bed, getting ready to go to bed. I'm like, oh, fuck. And people are creating uh, Polly Walnuts supercuts of his 10 greatest moments. Probably my favorite was uh, Polly Walnuts landscaper. Hold on. Polly Walnuts landscaper scene. Fuck in A. All right. We got to relive this. Okay. I'm going to share this with you. It's going to be awesome. Give me a second. I know that there are five essentials for victory. Here we are. One. He will win who knows when to fight and when not to fight. Two. He will win who knows how to handle it. Polly pulling up. Sees the landscapers in a neighborhood that they shouldn't be in. You Gary? I'm Jimmy. Gary's up there. Hey, come down here. What? I said get down here. I want to talk to you. What do you want? I'm a friend of Salvitro's. My aunt lives on this street. So? So I'm guessing Salvitro used to do the shot. A lot of things used to be. Maybe so. But you're going to make good on his busted arm. Oh, yeah? Why am I going to do that? Because I said so. That's why. Eat shit, pal. <laughs> why don't you take a walk, huh? So he does. Walks away. He's... Guy fires up his chainsaw. He Paulie grabs a shovel and... Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Give me a while, you prick. You see, I want to believe that this actually has happened. And you know it has. You know it has in Jersey. He steals his fucking money. And the mower's a down payment. By next Tuesday, I want Salvitro's whole orthopedist bill paid. Let's call it 1200 Top of that, from now on, I get 10% or whatever you want. <laughs> Shut up, I'll give you a crack. Shut up, I'll give you a crack. <laughs> Takes the fucker's lawnmower. This is just a regular neighborhood. There's some old lady standing there. She's like, what the fuck? Holy shit. I love that show. I got to watch it from beginning to end, except for that shitty last fucking episode. Oh, what a great show. Amanda writes, Kenny, I didn't want to watch The Sopranos uh, either. I guess Kenny said he didn't want to watch it. Uh, And I started watching it, and it's really good. You're just finding out now, Amanda, that it's really good? What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, I'm offended, Eric. You asked what the fuck is wrong with me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. All right. Rest in peace, Polly Walnuts. All right. Uh, Biden spoke yesterday. Back to Biden. 
Biden spoke yesterday, and it was about the passage of the new uh, the new gun law. Amanda says, I'm saying I wasn't on the bandwagon for a long time, and then once I started watching, I couldn't stop. Oh, absolutely. You got to watch that show, Kenny. Holy shit. The ending was terrible. Anybody who tries to tell you the ending was good, okay, is an asshole. Those are bad people. You don't want to hang around, hang out with those people. Those are absolute scum of the earth. It's a terrible, terrible ending. Biden used the term, this is a celebration, when passing of the uh, this garbage bipartisan gun bill. Uh, it, it, it's a weak, weak bill. I, I agree with this uh, father, this uh, Joaquin Oliver, who is the father of Manuel, I'm sorry, Manuel Oliver is the father of Parkland shooting victim Joaquin Oliver. Manuel stood up at this stupid ceremony to announce this dumb bill that will do nothing and said what he should have said, this is bullshit. This will do nothing. You need to do more. Biden couldn't figure out what the fuck to do with this guy. Kyle writes, they should give a free gun to everyone who gets an abortion. Uh, I don't know who this CNN anchor is talking to. I've seen this guy's face before. He looks like a, an old football coach or something, but I, I think I've seen him before. Is that James Carville? Is that who that is? I want to play something from Biden's event today about the gun legislation packing, passing Congress. Of course, James, as you and I know, nothing's passed in, in, in decades on this. Okay, so to get something is really significant and important. It wasn't anywhere near uh, what the president wanted, but it was something. Yeah. But it wasn't anywhere near what he wanted or others wanted. And he was interrupted in the middle of his speech by the father of a Parkland school shooting victim. Here's what happened. It's proof that despite the naysayers, we can make meaningful progress on dealing with gun violence. You have to do more because Okay, yeah, they they changed the mic settings. Biden said, "Sit down and listen to what I have to say." So this guy says, "This guy who's his kid is killed." He says, "You'll have to do more than that, senor." And Biden says, "Sit down and listen to what I have to say." progress on dealing with gun violence. You have to do more because than that. Because it's not a mistake. You have to do more than that. You, you have to open an office in the White House. Name a director. Okay, so now this guy, this Manuel Oliver, is starting to get a, starting to get some momentum. People are cheering him on, and Biden's like, fucking shoot this guy. I have had it. Now, Biden's furious there. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know that this guy is the father of a dead kid. So, I mean, this guy's actually lucky because if Trump were here, Trump would have pulled out a pistol from the podium and shot this guy dead right here. So, James, that, that was the bill that he could get, right? It was that or nothing. But and then Biden goes, I don't want to play these two. Anymore. Then Biden goes on to say, no, no, let him talk. And then they don't let him talk. And then they, like, escort him out. They're like, all right, get the fuck out of here.
which, you know, I mean, I understand the guy doing what he has to do, uh, saying what he has to say. I don't know if that's the time to get anything done. He probably uh, felt like he couldn't have his voice be heard. I mean, the last thing you want to do is not offer people a chance to have their voice be heard. But uh, this guy does that. And then Biden is like, no, 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 sit down. Listen to what I have to say. But if I'm Biden, I, he should have just stood up and said, look, for every sentence you say, every word that you say, I am going to make this bill even less effective. And, and in fact, if you keep talking, I'm going to make it so that machine guns are legal. This is how you have to handle these hecklers. You can't give them the time of day. When the heckler attacks you in your speech, here you are. You just announced that you're celebrating this, this gun law. You actually use the word celebrations, celebration. The dad is like, well, this is not a celebration. Uh, this is the bare minimum that you're doing. And if you really want to do anything, you need to do more. Uh, Biden should have woke up the day after the last shooting and said, I am now banning all guns executive order. But he won't do that, though he should. I mean, if you really want, I mean, I'm not saying he should, but it, it, from his standpoint, if he really wants to do something effective, he needs to just have the uh, uh, National Guard kick in doors and take guns. You know how the gun people are, and I own a gun, obviously several, uh, but I'm not a gun nut like some assholes. Uh, the, the gun assholes are like, come and take it. And... Well, they should. They should go and take it. Of course they should. They need to kick. If the FBI comes to my house and says, give us your guns, Eric Zane, I'm going to say gladly. In fact, I'm not going to give them to you. I want to sell them to you. Will you give me money for my guns? And if they say no, I'm going to say, well, all right, I guess I lose. And I'm going to give them my guns. That is, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I would gladly give my guns away if the president said, with a stroke of a pen, we are taking away the guns. Absolutely. I'm a law-abiding citizen. That's what you're supposed to do. And then they take all those guns and they put them through a metal grinder and then uh, some guy falls into the apparatus and they don't hear from him ever again. But if Biden really wanted to do something impactful, he would sign an executive order making any gun, including BB guns and slingshots, illegal. And anyone who has them will be arrested and put into a camp. But that's what this father, Manuel Oliver, wants Biden to do. But Biden is not going to do that. Uh, instead, he has to put up with this man, this grieved man, whose son was killed by a maniac. And now it's so bad that it, with this stupid, worthless bill, Joe Biden has to look at a man whose kid was murdered and say, sit down and listen to what I have to say. And then they escort him out. Now, that's no way to treat a person who is a victim of violent crime. Okay. But that's the way Biden is doing this. So now he's faced with, okay, he's handling these people who are victims of violence, telling them to sit down and shut up, and uh, let's have this celebration. We're going to play cool in the gang celebration because we passed this worthless bill that's going to do nothing uh, to impact any type of violence in this country. And, you know, I'm surprised Biden didn't just say one more word out of you 
And I'm going to make it so that we can just go ahead and shoot random people. Okay. Uh, Biden is in no capacity whatsoever to do any type of meaningful gun laws. And uh, if Manuel Oliver had his way and he was the president, he would do an executive order. If Biden had any spine whatsoever, the second he got into office with the stroke of a pen, he would have made all guns illegal. And, you know, I think we should try that. I think that at least for one period of time, we should try to take all of the guns away. And I want to lead that charge. If all of the guns are taken away, I think, and then we like, what we do, we take, let's say the National Guard goes and takes all the guns away. So now there are no more armaments anywhere. And then right in Times Square, we have a gigantic calendar. The kind that you rip off the days, you know, and it'll say days since mass shooting. And every single day you rip one off and then you watch the days go. And then if it goes, you know, 100, 200, 500, 1,000, uh, 2,000, 5,000 days without a mass shooting, well, then obviously it's working. I think it's worth a try. If I were uh, the president, the first thing I wouldn't, I wouldn't even uh, uh, dance around it. I would run on the platform. Uh, people say, so what is your, what are your thoughts on gun control? I say, well, we're going to try something different. Uh, I have a gun. I have a concealed pistol permit and I have several around my house and hidden spots to avoid stalkers, uh, to shoot stalkers in the face when they make uh, visits to my house. But um, uh, if the government is going to take them away, which I am going to do if I'm elected, uh, then I would relinquish my guns. And then uh, we're going to see how we do. We're going to try something new. Okay? So uh, if I ran for president, that would be the first thing I would do. The day I am made president, I am the sign that says come and take it, I am going to come and take it. I'm taking your guns. And I'm going to hunt you down. And you've got amnesty. And if you decide that you don't want to give the gun uh, voluntarily, I'm going to take it. And then I'm going to arrest you and lock you away for a long, long time. Okay? That's what I'm going to try. Now, that's not going to happen. If it did, I would comply. Because that's what good soldiers do. Let me just tell you. The government knows what's up. They have a great plan and we need to stick by our government. I love big government. There you go. That's just my two cents on it. Vote for me. I am going to make it the platform of all guns must be taken away. All right. So Joe Biden's worthless bill is stupid. No, it's not his bill. He didn't sponsor it. Um, I'm going to come back with drunk bitch news. You're going to... This is incredible. These two stories. Holy shit. Don't go anywhere. I have to go tinkle. Um, hold on a second. Lost my music. All right. I'll be back in just a minute. I have to take a pee. Good news. I see it. I see it. <clears throat> Adam S. 
writes, so my wife does not have cancer. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, is that spectacular. What a relief that must be. Holy shit. Cancer scares are just fucking the worst. Just an anxiety thing. Especially, um, like, uh, my wife with her yearly mammogram, which, ladies, if you don't, get a yearly mammogram I'm just going to say it you're stupid you're rolling the dice and I don't care about your fears go get your mammogram you get the mammogram it shows these little teeny tiny fibroids inside of your titties and then they go in and they get a biopsy on it on it a lot of times when they get the biopsy it might just you know that might be all that they need to do to get rid of it um to determine if there's any concern diana had that happen and they go, oh, yeah, it's nothing. They did the biopsy. It was just a simple lumpectomy. No big deal. Just a little teeny tiny hole. And the reason why that's important every year, because if those fibroids aren't checked on, they could grow and become, uh, you know, cancer mass, which by the time you figure it out, it's too late because you're a stubborn asshole. You're going to have a very slow, disgusting, painful death because you're too stubborn, twat. Go get your mammogram yearly. Kenny fires off, ladies, listen to Eric. And then he writes, you too, John. Wait. You, you're, you're, what you're going to do is restart your war, Kenny. You better hope he takes that and rolls with that. I don't know if you're yet in a safe spot where you can start firing off John Jamingo blast. And what about you, Kenny? You're, you've got the biggest tits of anybody in the room. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, Adam, this is about you. I'm just glad that you're off of that anxiety bandwagon because that's a big, big problem. Thank God. All right. That is great news. So in beautiful Albany, New York, some chick was on the news Anchor Heather Kovar. She appeared disheveled, misspoke, slurring her words for the entire newscast. Here she tries to set up the weather and toss it to the meteorologist whose name she gets wrong. She then corrects herself 
and tries to continue on, but she's got a drunk voice going on. She's got, listen to this. This is, this is just spectacular. What a. More than 50 million people across the country southeast are under warnings for excessive heat. And boy, don't you know that? 105 degrees. Uh-oh. This today, I just spoke with my mother. That's what she's dealing with. It's a major heat wave. And it is, it's, it's just heading everywhere. We're so lucky. It's only 80 degrees here. Why does it keep doing that? here in the capital region i mean let me tell you about that these areas are reaching such areas i mean it's houston austin san antonio these areas are reaching these areas are reaching such areas i mean they're not expected it has happened like you don't need us telling you that it's bad it's like like people are being told to like stay inside drink a lot of water and we are just lucky this weekend right here it's so amazing uh, uh meteorologist craig adams is right here with you why did I say that? Of course, clearly, like here, we're taking a live look over uh, downtown Albany. And, and of course, just like me, meteorologist Craig Gold is working a double shift. And so um, he's in. And we've been, we've been tracking oh, this. Oh, no. You know, we've been talking about just like what it's been like across the country and the different reasons that why it's so <laughs> hot in other areas. And we're having really nice weather here. So let's get over to uh, Craig Gold. Hey, yep. Craig. All right, good evening, Heather, and yeah, the weather... <laughs> good evening, Heather, you're drunk as fuck. Oh, my God. Oh. This is just awesome. My new favorite clip. Holy shit, is she sloshed. <laughs> Melissa writes, even her hair... Looked drunk. Oh no! Reporter sounds like Bethany's sister. Oh my god. Well, I think she's in trouble. She was suspended. She's saying the problem. Well, it's because my. Uh, I was slurring my speech because uh, my dad died and I was tired. I don't know about that. Uh, a quote, unquote, exhausted upstate New York local TV news anchor was suspended on Sunday after a chaotic and disoriented segment the day before. Heather Kovar slurred her words, messed up the name of the weather guy. In the aftermath, she told insiders she'd been dealing with a punishing schedule and was still grieving the death of her father in May. Well, okay. Um, all I know is this. When my mom died uh, and I was working, at no point did I ever sound like a dumbass drunk whore and look like a dumbass drunk whore at any one point. Short, good. Everybody's different. You never know, though. Maybe, you know, whatever. Uh, it's provided, this clip is providing amusement and concern. More amusement. The network's Vice President Robert Croto told the Albany Times Union newspaper on Sunday that it has suspended Kovar pending our internal investigation. If I run the TV station, I like, you know, you encourage this behavior. If she shows up sober with her hair not looking like fuck, 
you gotta you gotta say you better start drinking and go uh, do whatever you gotta do i mean mess that shit up because that is drawing oh my god and they could just call it drunk bitch news here's heather kovar kovar told the newspaper she was sleep deprived and exhausted for saturday's 6 p.m broadcast she had already done the 6 a.m broadcast that day and was slated and slated to continue through to the 11 p.m but was replaced by a weekday evening anchor, according to the paper. Kovar told Insider she had been working the schedule since June 19th when she returned from family leave. Kovar said she volunteered to take on extra work for one weekend, but ended up doing it over and over. So she's tired. Um, she told uh, the publication she initially volunteered for the punishing schedule after the weekend Nightside anchor left, but thought it would be temporary. I had actually suggested I, I I return. I could fill both. I didn't realize it would continue. So she's blaming them, saying, "Oh yeah, this is all their fault." But I don't know about that. I mean, come on. You all you got to do is talk to that uh, 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 what do you call it, weather guy, and say, "Hey man, how shit face was she? Is there a pile of puke in the studio?" I mean, my God, look at her. I think the line of the day goes to Melissa with even her hair looks drunk. My God. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, I thought my comments were bad. (laughs) Corey writes, good thing she has decent sized boobs because her face is a problem. Kyle writes, not drunk, just a dumbass whore. Boy, you guys, I thought I was bad. You're really, you're, you're, you're taking me off the hot seat here. All right. Thank you to Laura in Jersey for sending this story along. Dumb bitch summer in Jackson, New Jersey. I used to live in beautiful Jackson, New Jersey. Not a lot to see there in Jackson, New Jersey. It's sand. You're not quite close enough to the beach. Uh, next door neighbor to Howell. I think the most exciting thing about Jackson, New Jersey is that you're reasonably close to route. Uh, what is it? Route nine. Is that what it's called? Which is nothing. It's just a road that runs South Atlantic city and North to the city. It's fucking terrible. However, six flags, great adventure is there. Is that what it's called? Great adventure. Uh, there's a side park called Hurricane Harbor there. And, you know, people travel from very far away to go to this park. A woman from Elizabeth, New Jersey, made that trip. Things went poorly for Cameron Serrano. She kicked, bit, and spit on cops after she and another woman were simply told 
that Hurricane Harbor was closed for the day and they needed to leave. Hey, the park's closed. You got to go. Jackson police said on Monday. Now, I've interacted with the Jackson police up close and personal. I learned the hard way when I moved to New Jersey about the importance of getting your vehicle inspected. I've never lived in a state where you had to get your vehicle inspected. But in New Jersey, you do. If you are to have a properly registered vehicle, you have to take your vehicle to an inspection station. At least that's the way it was when I lived there. Maybe the same way, I don't know. And you pull into this scam and you give these assholes a ton of money And then they look at your car and they go, looks good. See you later. Now, truth be told, they stick a thing up the tailpipe to make sure it passes emissions. If it does not, you must go spend money to get it fixed and try again. It's a pain in the cock. If you pass, you get a sticker that they put, that you put uh, in, in, you know, and the driver's side at the bottom of the windshield stuck, stuck on the inside. If you're driving down the road in Jackson, New Jersey, and there's a cop going the other way and he doesn't, he notices there's no inspection sticker. You're going to get pulled over. I had recently moved from Tennessee to Jackson, New Jersey. Next thing I know I'm driving well, I'm driving home from work. I'm probably about a half mile, mile from the house. And uh, I get pulled over. Cop goes, uh, license, registration, proof of insurance. Uh, I give all, give him all my shit. And uh, he goes, this is not a New Jersey registration. I go, yeah, I, I just moved here not long ago. He goes, how long ago? Two months ago. He goes, that's too long. You should have an appropriate registration on your car. Oh, Okay. So I'm thinking he's going to say, go get that taken care of. I don't even know about the inspection at this point. Um, he comes back to the car. And he goes, step out of the car. And I'm like, wait, what? Step out of the car. Do you have any weapons on you? No. He searches me. He goes, your vehicle's being impounded. Why? What are you talking about? Improper registration and no proof of inspection. Like, you got to be shitting me. He goes, no, I'm not shitting you. Do you have a way to get home? He goes, no. I said, no. And he goes, okay, how far away do you live? I go about a mile. And he goes, well, start walking. He sent me home. I had to fucking walk home. He took my fucking car. Getting that thing back was expensive. Son of a bitch. I went on the radio and talked about that, and this cock was listening. Oh, my God. That opened up a whole new can of worms. I ended up meeting the fucker at a bar because we did, like, some appearance in Jersey years later. Back I moved to Grand Rapids. We ended up coming back to New Jersey and went to the fucking bar in Jackson to do a remote fucking stupid thing or whatever it was. And this asshole was there. Shit, was that awkward. Mm-mm. My God. 
Uh, Kyle says that you have to move your car for street sweepers. You should podcast from your t- uh, car. That's an Opie reference. Shelly writes, what a shit show. I don't know if she's talking about me or that story or the fact that the cops took it. I'm still confused about everything. Corey says in Maine, they just write you a ticket. Shelly says, no, no, no. Concerning the, the smog thing. They, they want, yeah. So this car I had was a shit box to make this even more terrible. I pay a ton of money, get the fucking car back. And then I take it to the place and they stick the thing of the tailpipe. And this guy comes back. He goes, your car failed. I'm like what? He goes, yeah, it's producing too much emissions. You got to go get fixed. Oh, fuck me. This thing was a nightmare. I had so much money into this thing. My God, was that a pain in the ass. Tyler says, good thing you didn't make fun of the cop's pants or you would have been fired. Holy shit, that's true. Chris says, you slip him a Benjamin or buy the sticker. No. He won't do that, man. I think there are ways to do it, but I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the connections. And then in Jersey, if you make a uh, donation to the PBA, or if you know the right people, you get a PBA get out of jail free card. I'm not even kidding. These things are like gold. If you have a PBA card, which is the Policeman's Benevolent Association. That shows that you know someone, okay? And if you get pulled over by a cop, you could kill a guy. And they say license, registration, proof of insurance. You give them the license, you give them the registration, you give them the PBA card. You are going to be set free. It's ridiculous. I had one of those, though. I had connections. I had my PBA card. Do you have your PBA card? Total bullshit. Anyway, where was I? Cameron Serrano of Elizabeth was arrested July 3rd, charged with three counts of aggravated assault on a police officer. One, This is all at a fucking water park because they told her it's closed. One count of resisting arrest, one count of criminal mischief, one count of obstruction, one count of getting bodily fluids on a cop. According to the police, Serrano and Cynthia Gonzalez were refusing to leave. They wanted to keep playing in the park. Jackson police, uh, police and Ocean County sheriffs responded to assist, but as they were attempting to defuse the situation, Serrano shoved a security officer, and then she shoved a sheriff's deputy and Jackson detective Derek Thomason while ignoring commands to calm down. This is the story is very racist because if Cameron Serrano were black, she would be dead. At that point, she'd have been shot right in the face. Don't tell me otherwise. I, that's the way it is. In the process of being arrested, she became combative kicking the cops, pulling her arms away so they could not handcuff her, ignored repeated commands to comply. At the same time, sheriff's officers were arresting Gonzalez. Me, uh, the 
deputy in the sheriff's office said gonzalez who was being held back while officers were arresting serrano turned and bit a sheriff's officer twice she was arrested as a result serrano kept fighting jackson police officers had her handcuffed but as they tried to get her off the ground she started kicking she kicked the detective in the balls in the groin she also spit at the cops and tried to bite them in the ankles oh my god serrano kept fighting every attempt by the officers to move her refusing to walk and dropping her body weight as officers tried to escort this drunk whore out of the park every effort to escort her was met with further combative behavior including serrano kicking sergeant joseph candido in the stomach and kicking thomason a second time the commotion drew a crowd so now you got the goomba mafia is surrounding them saying hey what are you gonna do leave our girls alone hey what the fuck is going on here someone throws a fucking pork roll they were becoming more vocal so it's at this point the cops should have just drawn out the revolvers and started shooting dagos in the face bam 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 enough but no there's no blacks at the park so no one dies the new jersey state police were called in my god all it takes is a pissed off latina and a pissed off italian bitch and you have to call in the state police the sheriff's department and the jackson police they ended up carrying this bitch out she was flailing she spit in candido's face he said boy talk about a time that it's absolutely appropriate for unnecessary violence they should have called it in can i use unnecessary violence yes make it necessary um officer shifted so that she couldn't spit in anyone else's face she kicked another officer in the head my god you see back 20 years ago you i mean a couple hard billy club strikes to the face and this is all over you don't have any but cops cannot do that anymore you should be allowed to do that when these crazy things happen you should and you should videotape it and you put it on your facebook uh, page it should say jackson police department uh beating of the day uh what's your first name cameron serrano of elizabeth took this one because she tried to kick uh our italian brothers in the balls and then you split her head open like a ripe cantaloupe for the world to see that is a deterrent that's how you do it (coughs) but no no we can't do that these cops get spit on they get kicked talk about back in the blue that's what you got to do to back the blue is encourage that type of beating jesus what a tough job to have holy shit i see there's some bot on here gonna have to ban you bot thanks for being here though all right um you know i gotta end this because i've got trivia coming up with dale 
So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, quick shout out to my friends at the Kent County Health Department, accesskent.com slash health. They are awesome. If you need any information on the WIC program, vaccinations for the kids, and or any type of uh, HIV testing, it's all there. Accesskent.com slash health. They even help people that are not in Kent County. All the information you need, they can point you in the right direction as a full service organization. Love them so much. Also, hello to the uh, to Gift of Life Michigan. Um, on your license, if you look on the front, if there is a little heart on the front of it, that means you have already done what you should be doing, and that is donating your organs in the event of an unlikely passing by you. If that is not the case, you might not be ready. You might not be uh, able to donate your organs, and there are thousands of people literally in the state of Michigan and around the globe, and in the United States, I should say, who need those organs. So what you need to do is go to giftoflifemichigan.org, G-O-L-M.org, or registerme.org if you're out of the state of Michigan, and fill out that donor card. Please, please, please thank you to Gift of Life Michigan for being part of this show. Um, Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the podcast, 616-285-50. My God, if you have a small or medium-sized business, how great are they? Uh, making sure that you have all the technological support that you need, because if you're running a business of that size, just a handful of employees, and you don't have any tech support, my God, you're starting from scratch if there is a meltdown. Um, I reach out, I have them in my, uh, a stable of assistance. I pay them every month, just a handful of dollars. They are my tech support, and you can take advantage of that too. Bluefrostit.com. And for you do-it-yourselfers, you folks that change your own oil, you need to be putting AMSOIL into your RV, motorhome, four-wheeler, motorcycle, jet ski, boat, car, truck, light-duty, heavy-duty, whatever it may be. Amsoil invented synthetic motor oil, okay? Superior to any other oil on the market. They're very selective as to who distributes their product. The way to get it is by going to jmsynthetics.com. They want to make sure that whoever is peddling their products is a full-on hill person, okay? That's why JM Synthetics is the number one AMSOIL distributor in the country. Go to their website, jmsynthetics.com. You should become a preferred customer. It's well worth it because then you save money on the shipping. jmsynthetics.com, 616-747-0233, or go to jmsynthetics.com. Asshole of the day is uh, also brought to you by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. I have one. Ready to go. The asshole of the day is an inanimate object. The James Webb telescope is absolute shit. Thanks for giving us an image we've had for over 20 years. 
the fuck? All of that? For that? I better see two aliens blowing each other for the amount of money that they spent on that fucking thing. Unbelievable. Unacceptable. Holy shit. Asshole of the day is the James Webb Telescope. Jesse says asshole of the day is Eric Zane for calling Jackie a whore. I did not. I did not call her a whore. Quit putting words in my mouth, you asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. Thank you, folks. I appreciate you for being here. Don't forget, Patreon, 5 or $10 donation. You get all that content. We got trivia coming up at 1030. Have a good one, folks. Till next time. Bye-bye.